0: welcome to the University of Minnesota Swine Extension podcast series. Today our podcast is a research update. My name is Sarah Sheik, and I'm a swine extension educator at the University of Minnesota. Joining me today is Mickey Trudeau, who is a graduate student in swine nutrition in the Department of Animal Science. To get us started today, Mickey, will you tell us about yourself, including who you're working with? So
1: as you mentioned, my name is Mickey Trudeau and I'm currently pursuing my Ph.D. in swine nutrition. I'm originally from Minnesota, so I was born and raised um, right outside the city. And I got my bachelor's degree in animal science from the University of Minnesota uh, where I did some research focusing on poultry nutrition. And then I continued my studies getting a master's degree in swine nutrition also from the University of Minnesota. So for right now, for my PhD work, I'm advised by Dr. Jerry Sherson and Dr. Pedro Uriola, but I also have a few ongoing projects with Dr. Milena saki looking into the area of gut physiology. So what research topic will you be sharing with us today? So today I'm gonna be talking about the research that I recently presented at the Midwest meeting that investigated the development of swine enteroids and how they can be used as a research tool for swine nutrition studies, or how they could also be used as a disease model for a variety of different intestinal pathogens that we deal with in swine production.
0: So Mickey, when you say Midwest meetings, that was the Midwest American Society of Animal Science meetings that were held this past March 2018, correct? Yep, those are the meetings. Can you give us a brief introduction to your research studies? Explaining why it was a valuable project to
1: do Yeah, absolutely So the main objective of my study was to develop a swine enteroid model that we could then use for a variety of other swine nutrition experiments So really this enteroid model is a tool that we can use to develop more answers in the area of swine nutrition or swine health So before I get into explaining how we did this I want to define what an enteroid is because a lot of people aren't familiar with swine enteroids um, Eneroids are a three-dimensional structure of cells that we can grow in the lab. So what we do is we start off with a stem cell that we will take from the intestine of an adult pig, and then that stem cell will grow and differentiate into all of the various cells that are found in the intestine of a pig. So essentially what we're able to do is produce a simplified intestine that we can grow in the lab, and then we can use this mini intestine for a variety of experiments without having to go directly into a full animal trial. Because even though animal trials are useful, and they're always gonna be like the last step to our uh, final research question to make sure we can validate what we see in the lab, can be seen in the animal. Sometimes it's not the best first step to dive right into. So by having these enteroids, they're a cheaper option and a lower labor option that we can test uh, experimental questions in the lab before going to an animal trial Uh, so in the past there are procedures in place to grow enteroids from mice and they're actually pretty common in mouse research Uh, our lab has also been using these mouse enteroids and we can grow them very successfully but there's limited research available on how to grow these enteroids using intestinal cells from a pig And so when we're doing our aneroid experiments in the lab, we want to make sure that we can account for any species-specific differences. So that led to our objective, which was to figure out the best methods to grow and culture these swine aneroids so we could start using swine aneroids in our experiment instead of mouse aneroids.
0: Very interesting. So tell us how you completed
1: this study. So this project has been a lot of trial and error to try and figure out the best way to grow these aneroids and how we can keep them alive for as long as possible. Because what we've been dealing with, with other labs trying to grow these swine aneroids is that we'll get them to start growing, but usually within a week or two, they will start to die. And so they never live long enough that we could actually use them for an experiment in the lab. So to start off our experiment on determining the best methods, We use the same basic methods that we have used in the past to culture our mouse enteroids. So we harvest an intestinal tissue sample from an animal, and then we will isolate the stem cells that are in this intestinal tissue. We then plate these stem cells in a substance called matrigel. What matrigel is, it really is like the scaffolding that supports these enteroids so they can grow, because these have a three-dimensional structure, and so they need that extra support to maintain that structure. And they can't just grow flat along the bottom of a well, like a lot of cell lines that people are more familiar with. So then to keep the enteroids alive, we need to add media. So this is like the food that we provide to the enteroids that keeps them healthy and allow them to grow and differentiate like we would see in the intestine of an animal. Um, We also need to add a variety of different growth factors. These are the additives that um, allow the enteroids to function the same way they would function in the intestine of an animal. So the trickiest part of this experiment was figuring out what substances we needed to include in the media to make the enteroids the happiest so they would grow and survive the longest amount of time. So to start out our experiment we used the same media that we used for the mouse enteroids and we made adjustments from there based on other publications on swine aneroids, or just our own educated guesses on what we thought these enteroids might need to grow. This was just based on our knowledge of Uh, Cell physiology in the intestine and what these enteroids are going to need to survive We also tested a variety of different commercial medias So these are medias that are advertised by companies to grow enteroids from other species and one of the most common ones is Medias used to grow human enteroids. So these would grow from um, biopsies that we take from patients who might need specific treatment So for this experiment we tested a bunch of different medias to see which ones were the best at growing swine enteroids with the goal of being able to find a media that could be used to grow enteroids for a long time that we could actually run a complete experiment with and then we could use these enteroids as
0: an experimental model in the future. Very interesting. So this might sound like a crazy question, but I'm curious and I'm sure listeners are curious too what does enteroids look like that are growing in the lab do they look just like intestinal tissue or other tissue
1: so um, as I said earlier enteroids have a three-dimensional structure and I think that's sometimes the hardest thing that to wrap your head around is that they're 3d so when you look at them under a microscope they'll be branching off in all different directions now instead of the enteroids looking like a normal intestine, so which would be just a straight tube, they're completely enclosed. And so you can think of them as like a little ball with the inside of the ball being the lumen of the intestine. So like in a pig, that's where the digesta would be, is enclosed in this ball. Um, The other interesting thing about the enteroids is the intestine has crypt and villi, which are the big up and down dips that you see that give the intestine, they're kind of finger-like structures. And the enteroids have these same structures. So they have that three-dimensional ball shape, but then they have pieces of, they almost look like little arms that extend from this ball structure. So they're three-dimensional and they have crypt and villi regions. So they almost look like a spiky ball-type structure with all these arms coming off in different directions that represent the crypt and villi that you see in the intestine.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that helps put it all in visual perspective. One other question is you mentioned about looking at it under a microscope. So then I assume that the aneroids the that you're growing are quite small in nature. So you need to have that microscope, and you can't just see, see them with the naked eye. Yes, they are
1: very small. You can, once they get, to a large size, which you have to be careful. You don't want them to grow too big because then they'll start to die if you let them get too big without breaking them up. But at this point, right before they die, you can see them with the naked eye, but they just look like tiny little specks. So we typically look at our enteroids under 4X magnification. And it's very clear to see the shape and structure of the enteroid at this magnification. And then when you go up to like 10X, you can start to see the details of the individual cells.
0: Thanks for that added explanation. So now we can all visualize in our minds what, what these enteroids look like. So what were the results of your study? We tested
1: a lot of different medias that kept the enteroids alive for about two to three weeks. So based on our adjustments alone, we were able to keep these enteroids alive for about three weeks. Uh, but the results, the best results by far, came from the use of a commercial media that we purchased called Intesticult. So this is a complete media that we buy pre-mixed from a company and unfortunately the information is proprietary, so we don't know exactly what is in it. But when we're using this media, the enteroids have a very long survival time. In the lab right now, we currently have enteroids growing from a tissue that we collected from a pig back in February, so they live much, much longer using this intestinal compared to any of the medias we've created. So not only do the enteroids live much longer than what other labs have reported or what we've seen in previous experiments, they're also much healthier overall and they grow a lot faster, which is really exciting. So we're still doing research that can confirm the type of cells that we're seeing in these enteroids, because we want to make sure the cell composition in the enteroids is the same as the cell composition in the intestine of the pig, Because if we have differences in what type of cell are there, they're not going to be a very good model for us to use for future experiments. But as of right now, uh, the enteroids are to a point where we can start using them as a model for a variety of different research in animal science, because they live a long time and they're also very healthy. So this model is ready to be used for more research.
0: So Nikki, even though this research is being done in a lab and not with live animals, how can this research be used to help pig farmers or others in the pork industry? Uh, this research is definitely more
1: basic than applied, but there is still a lot of ways that we can use this Eneroid model as a tool to provide applicable solutions that we can give to pork producers. So, one of the Eneroid collaborations that uh, Dr. Seki Salsis is involved in right now is using the Eneroid with Dr. Connie Gebhardt in veterinary biomedical science here at the University of Minnesota and her PhD student Talita Resende and this collaboration is investigating the use of enteroids to model a Lasonia intracellularis infection in pigs. Now Lasonia is a pathogen that causes ileitis and this is one of the leading causes of enteric problems in pigs. So this is going to mean diarrhea and reduced performance which ultimately leads to less money for Pork producers when the pigs are infected. So because of this, there's a huge demand for more research on ways to prevent or treat these infections with Lysonia. Enteroids could be used as a really good model to do further research on this type of infection because you have all of the intestinal cells that you would see in the pigs that are proliferating and differentiating at a normal rate or as you would see in the intestine of a live pig. Um, a lot of the other models that they're using for Lysonia research are actually done in either immortalized or cancer cell lines. So these are cell lines that are already proliferating way faster than they normally would. So an advantage to using an enteroid is you have the same normal proliferation that you would see in the pig, and so your research isn't going to be impacted by the cell line you're using. So when using these enteroids as an infection model, we can gain insight on what actually causes this excessive proliferation in the intestine and then what causes the pigs to be less efficient for producers. We can then use this information to develop uh, effective treatment for producers so they don't have to deal with this negative impact of Lysonia infection. Uh, In addition to using the enteroids as a disease model, we also have ongoing experiments where we're using the enteroids to study nutrient transport or how the intestine is going to respond to different feed ingredients or new and novel feed additives. So it's a good first step before we test a new ingredient or a new additive in the pig. So even though enteroids, they're not a perfect model, and they're not going to reflect all of the complexities that we see in the complete pig, but they're still useful to break down some of the complex problems that we deal with in swine nutrition and swine health. And so that helps us as researchers provide better solutions to farmers.
0: Very interesting. And sounds like some great applications as well. So based off your results, what conclusions can be made from your study?
1: So the main conclusion of my study is that we were able to develop a solid swine aneroid model. And we're really excited to use this model to generate new information in swine nutrition or swine health that we may not be able to obtain through traditional experimental approaches in animal science. So we're excited to provide these upcoming results to farmers as soon as we do more experiments using our swine aneroids.
0: Thank you, Mickey, for sharing your research on swine aneroids with us today. It was very interesting. This wraps up our podcast for today. Thank you to those listening to the University of Minnesota Swine Extension podcast. This again has been Sarah Sheik, Swine Extension educator, along with Mickey Trudeau, sharing her research on swine aneroids. To further connect with the University of Minnesota Swine Extension, please visit our website at www.extension.umn.edu/swine. And to learn about research being done by our swine faculty, and veterinary medicine, please visit our Swine in Minnesota blog at www.umnswinenews.com.